Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Quick Take, your regular Apple Focus podcast. And um, if you missed it, um, the last episode I did, episode 39, um, was all about my first impressions, my initial reactions to the announcements that Apple made uh, this past Wednesday where we got updated iPhone models and updated Apple Watch models. So if you haven't heard that, go back and take a listen to that. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, I'm going to talk more about things related to those announcements, certainly in the near future. But there was something that came out uh, right before um, the announcement on Wednesday that I didn't want to kind of get lost in the shuffle. There's some current, some recency to this that I, that I don't want to, to lose sight of. And um, and this is an important story to me because it, w- it had to do with um, iTunes movie purchases. And I haven't talked about that in a while. I was just scrolling through the list of episodes and I see that you have to go all the way back to episodes, uh, I believe, 16 and 17 or maybe 15 and 16. Um, where I really spent a lot of time talking about purchasing movies uh, in the iTunes store. But um, that's a big deal to me because um, I, for the last, oh, three years or so, I have purchased, uh, I think all of the movies I've purchased have been through the iTunes store. Um, before that, I was a Blu-ray purchaser. I had some things I'd purchased in iTunes, but I was mostly buying Blu-rays. And since about 2015, um, it's been all iTunes purchases. And, um, you know, there's pros and cons to that. For me, I guess in short, the biggest, the biggest thing I love about purchasing in the iTunes store is that, you know, I'm watching almost everything I watch on TV, I watch through my Apple TV. And so, you know, just being able to, you know, have all my movies available at the click of a button to watch, um, you know, you can say it's, you could say, John, you're being too lazy to get up and get a, a Blu-ray off the shelf and put it in. And, and Hey, yeah, there's something to that, but just the convenience factor of being able to just quickly browse and hit play and boom, you've got it. And of course they've added uh, iTunes extra. So in a lot of cases you have what feels like a Blu-ray experience in terms of you're getting, you know, high definition video plus, you know, bonus features and things like that. It feels very much like the Blu-ray experience without having to get up and put something in. But not only, um, you know, is it the convenience factor, but, you know, uh, discs can be scratched and damaged over time and they take up physical space in your house. And I don't have the biggest house in the world. So having the ability to free up that space for other things is nice for me and just kind of have it all in in a digital format. Um, so for all those reasons, I've been a big believer in purchasing movies through iTunes. And another reason why I buy through, I mean, of course, you know me, I'm doing an Apple podcast, so of course I'm an Apple fan, but I also have a, I also feel like iTunes is probably not going away anytime soon. Like there's a lot of uh, digital video services out there that, you know, I don't have the strongest uh, trust that they're going to be around in 20 years, but I feel like my iTunes movies are probably going to be there um, two decades from now. We'll see. Although the the news from this past week will give me a little pause on that. Um, but it feels like a, f- a fairly safe place to buy movies. And, I, and I've got, you know, some podcast, uh, a podcast episode again, way back in there, it's episode 15 or 16 that talks about how I find, uh, deals on iTunes movies because, you know, I don't, I don't want to spend $20 on a movie unless I want to get it right when it comes out or, you know, something like that. But in general, I try to find deals on iTunes movies. So I'm not spending a ton of money. But uh, to get to the news of this week, there was a tweet, uh, a thread of tweets that got sent out by uh, by someone on Twitter uh, who I guess lives in Canada because this dealt with the Canadian iTunes store. But but basically, uh, three of the movies that he had purchased at some point in the past disappeared from the iTunes store. And uh, he, you know, understandably was upset and, and got online to what it looked like was maybe the live chat or, or email support. And basically, Apple said, yep, the content provider has pulled those movies out. Um, here's a couple of free rentals on us. 
And uh, understandably, the guy was, you know, did not find that a satisfactory response, even though he, you know, to his credit, he, he posted the screenshots of the actual email correspondence from Apple. And um, I do think the person from Apple was polite, but, you know, again, you're, you're telling someone that the movies they, they paid for, and who knows, may have paid, you know, the U.S. equivalent of $20 for, you know, are gone. And, you know, here, hey, here's a couple of, uh, you know, $6 movie rentals. Um, you know, you can see why that wouldn't be the most satisfactory response from Apple. So I kind of, my response was basically, look, I've always known this could happen, but man, seeing it happen is, is a little scary. Um, so basically the way the iTunes store works is, um, a lot like a retail store works in terms of, you know, Apple, uh, works out deals with the movie companies to advertise their movies and make them available for sale in the store. And, uh, over time those deals could change or, you know, something changes about the, the version of the movie. Um, and just like, you know, you know, five years from now, a retail store might not carry a particular title. Well, the iTunes store might not carry a particular title. And that may all sound reasonable so far, except for the fact that if like me, you're using your Apple TV to kind of browse through your history of purchase movies and just, you know, hit play and watch them anytime. Um, it's a little startling when one disappears. It's a little bit like if the movie studio came into your house and pulled the Blu-ray off the shelf and, and took it away. Um, I know it's obviously it's different because we're talking about digital versus physical, but the, the feeling can be very much like that for a consumer who has had that happen to them. Um, so far I have not had that happen to me. I have a little less than a hundred movies that I've purchased on the iTunes store over the years. Um, and I have never seen one disappear, but in light of all this, and because I've talked about my affinity for purchasing movies on iTunes in the past, I thought I would just uh, do a podcast and kind of address a question that might pop up in someone's mind, which is, hey, John, do you still recommend purchasing movies on iTunes, uh, given what happened to this guy? And the short answer is, yes, I do. Um, I, like I said, I, you know, I have always purchased movies knowing that there was a possibility that this could happen and, and still making the decision to do it anyway. Um, this could definitely happen. There's a, there's, there's one, there's a couple things you can do to kind of safeguard yourself. Um, the biggest thing is that you actually can download a copy of the movie you purchase in iTunes to your personal computer. And, uh, it doesn't happen automatically, at least by default. You know, if I buy a movie, usually when I buy it, I'm either buying it, um, in the iTunes store app on my phone. That's almost, that, honestly, that's where it almost always happens, but I'm doing it so that it shows up in the TV app in the movies app on my Apple TV so I can watch them that way. I'm not watching movies on my phone if I can help it unless I'm on a plane flight or something like that. Um, but that's how I do it. Um, but you can go into, uh, into, your, into iTunes on your Mac or PC and you can actually download a copy of the movie file to your computer. And if you do that, if, if, the, if you know, Universal Pictures, say, was to pull a movie that you had previously purchased out of the iTunes store, yes, it's going to disappear from your ability to stream it from the movies app or the TV app on your Apple TV, but you still have it on your computer and you could actually stream a movie from your computer to your Apple TV. Um, so that's good to know. And honestly, I have not always gone and done that, but having seen what's happened here, I'm probably going to sit down and take the time to go through and download a local copy of all the movies I purchased. Now there is a big, big caveat to that. And, and that is that if you buy a movie that is available in 4k, and you download the file to your computer, you're only going to get an HD version. You're not going to get a 4K version. And honestly, I don't think that that's the way Apple would want to have it under ideal circumstances. My guess is that's just the contractual understanding that they had to come to with the movie studios. Um, and so as of right now, you can't download a 4K copy of a movie to your computer. You can only stream that. 
But, you know, having an HD copy is better than nothing as far as at least being able to, you know, have something of value long term if, you know, Apple pulled a title because the motion picture company no longer wanted to offer it in the iTunes store. Um, you know, again, I think in addition to that, I, I think you have to be sort of strategic in how you uh, purchase movies in iTunes. Like I said, I almost never pay full price for movie in iTunes. There are some exceptions, like the latest Star Wars movie, Solo, just came out in the iTunes store. And because it's brand new, of course, it's at full price. And because it's a Disney title, it's almost never going to get a discount of any meaningful amount anyway. So I, I wanted it, so I went ahead and bought it. But usually I wait for them to go on sale at $4.99. And uh, as I said, back in episode 15 or 16, I uh, went through the different ways that I uh, get deals on, on iTunes movies. And, and uh, sometimes that means waiting for a title to drop in price. Um, but again, you know, it, because of the fact that you can uh, rent a movie for five bucks in iTunes, um, you really have to ask yourself how many times over the course of your life, if you think about it, are you going to want to watch a movie? And, you know, if it's, if you're going to watch a movie four times, then it makes sense to buy it at $20. Um, but if not, then you may as well either rent it once or buy it when it goes on sale to $4.99. So, uh, and, I, you know, and also, of course, you, you want to spend as little money as possible. You want to, you know, everyone wants to try to maximize their value there. So I recommend uh, buying on the low end of the prices if you can. And Apple absolutely does discount uh, movies all the time. Every day there's new titles added to, to lower prices and the prices fluctuate over time. So I definitely recommend doing that. Um, but, I do, but all the advantages of purchasing a movie um, in iTunes still apply, even with the risk that a title might get pulled down the road. Um, and in addition to the, the convenience factor that I've mentioned, uh, another thing that I've mentioned before on the podcast, but it's worth mentioning in light of this, is that while you do risk the fact that a movie company could pull a title out of the iTunes store, one of the benefits you get is that over time, it's very possible that you will actually get an upgraded version of a movie. So you might buy a movie for $5 on iTunes and a year or two years from now, it might get updated to 4K for free. That's one of the really nice things about buying an iTunes is that if down the road a 4K version of the movie comes out, you don't have to buy it again. You just get it upgraded for free. Um, I have also had um, the, the cover art for movies get updated. Now, that's not a big deal, but just the fact just, just shows that they are updating these from time to time. And I also have seen uh, bonus features get added. And so that happens from time to time, too. Sometimes a movie, when you first buy it, doesn't have any iTunes extras, but sometimes they add those down the road and you automatically get the upgraded version. And I've even had it where, um, like, um, one of the Star Trek movies that I had purchased... Um, I had purchased it years ago, but, but when the 50th anniversary came around a couple of years ago, I got some updated bonus features in the Star Trek movie that I had bought years ago. So that kind of thing can happen. And, um, you know, while Apple has certainly not commented on, you know, what if, you know, 8k comes out down the road, are they going to update that for free? Um, we don't know, but the fact that now they're willing to upgrade previously purchased HD copies into 4k, um, it gives you a lot of hope that that's a good way to, to buy because if you buy a Blu-ray now of a movie when, let's say, an 8K disc comes out in the future, if that kind of thing ever happens, um, you're not going to get an upgraded copy. Your disc is still going to be 4K forever or HD forever or whatever state it is when you buy it. So, um, you know, even imagine a worst-case scenario. Let's say that um, over a period of 20 years, 10 of your movies gets removed. Even 20 of your movies gets removed if you're buying a lot of movies in iTunes. While that sucks, if you think about the fact that, you know, 20 years ago, um, 
not even 20 years ago. It was really in the year 2000 is when I got my first DVD player and I bought, you know, gosh, 40, 50, 60 DVDs over the course of the next several years. And then Blu-ray comes out and it's like, oh, you know, if you want to get upgraded versions of those movies, you got to rebuy them again and so on over the years. So um, I'd rather, you know, buy from iTunes knowing I get upgraded quality versions in theory down the road, um, even with the risk that a movie might get pulled out. I think it's still worth the risk. So I just wanted to weigh in on that while that was still kind of fresh. A lot, you know, that that uh, original tweet that that person sent out has gotten over 11,000 tweets and some uh, news websites had picked it up and, and were talking about it. So I thought it was worth talking about. But short answer, yes, I'm still a big fan of buying an iTunes and still plan to continue to do so myself uh, for the foreseeable future. That's it for now. Uh, I'll be back, uh, planning to be back on Wednesday with another episode and we'll probably focus more on some of these new products that Apple has announced. You can follow me on Twitter at JWSherrod, S-H-E-R-R-O-D. And there's a link in the comment section or in the, uh, the show notes of this, um, where if you'd like to support the show, you can click on the link and you can actually use Apple pay, uh, to become a supporting member of the show for as little as 99 cents a month. You can support the show. And uh, I would encourage you to do that if, uh, if you enjoy listening to the show. But thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time on Quick Take.